That's because I appreciate you, and this is sounding the alarm. I'm a voice from the heartland. I'm a soothing, monotone voice trying to sound an alarm that no one can hear. Oh well, I'll keep going. This is Sounding the Alarm Season 2. Season 1 was fascism. And that started almost a year ago. I started this almost a year ago. Damn. Why did I start doing this? Let's see. I was home because of a pandemic. And my government was taking care of me. So I wanted to contribute to my country in the only way I knew how, in the way I was raised. Ultimately, is that how we all are? We contribute in the manner we were raised. I was raised in Middletown, America, Muncie, Indiana. But now I'm in Washington, D.C. And I'm middle-aged, the upper end of middle-aged, the lower end of middle class. Working poor is what they call me. The white working poor. But I still love my neighbor, and I care about social injustice, because that's how I was raised. I started this on fascism. I started this, this whole thing started because I was thinking about my country, my patriotism, my love. And I was thinking about how frustrated I was with all this patriotism and love with a president like Donald Trump. It just didn't gel. Patriotism and love did not gel with that bozo. Just didn't work. It didn't gel. And I needed an outlet. I'm an actor. I've always, I've been an actor since I was 16. Since I was 16, I've known I'm an actor. To me, my first acting ex experience was an out-of-body experience, and it was like God telling me, this is you, you're an actor, and I've lived my life on God's call, and I can't act now, I can't act for various reasons. But all I know how to do, 
all I know that I've ever been called to do. It's the only job I've ever had that I've, one, loved, and two, been compelled to complete with excellency. When you're compelled to complete your job with excellency, when it's a, when you're compelled to do that, you're in the right place. I am compelled to theater and acting. I can't do it now, but I'm living my life. I've lived my middle-aged life. I've lived this life in poverty so that when, and this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to say it. To me, theater is a calling, is a calling. And it hasn't called. But like everyone in the Bible, it's about being ready for when God calls you. So that's how I live. I've lived my life so that I can be ready when God calls me. It's crazy, I know. And what I learned when I was 16 was that God calls me to act. So when the time comes, I'm going to act in the next play I'm going to act in, and it's going to be beautiful. And if it doesn't happen, I will have lived up to my end by being ready. By being ready if God calls or if I'm called or if whatever. But I'm ready. I'm ready to make my contribution to making this a more perfect union. And I know it's through theater. I know that. And I will act in plays when I can, when it's the right play at the right time. And right now, I think comedy. The world needs cultural comedy. Theater is so important to our cultural, I want to say existence, but it's more than existence. It's to our cultural well-being. Name a culture that thrived without a thriving artistic expression coming along with it. You can't. You won't be able to. I can testify that you can take a shitty, lousy fucking neighborhood in any city 
and plant some artists in that neighborhood with some backing to create some art and you watch that neighborhood turn around. I've seen it happen. It's incredible. It's incredible. When we were in Chicago, we opened a theater in an underdeveloped neighborhood because one, that's all we could afford, and two, that was our audience. We wanted them to come see us. We wanted to be in their neighborhood. We wanted them to come see us. We didn't want them to have to pay. They were an, It's an underdeveloped neighborhood. You don't come in and ask for money. You come in and you offer something. We offered shows, plays. You offer, you offer something to your community before you ask for something. That's what made America great. That's what made art beget beautiful culture. And that was in Chicago. And that was in the early 80s when the west side of town was gangland. I bet if you go there now, it's upper middle class. Because I remember when the neighborhood changed, we had a theater company on the west side of Chicago. We had our own space. We had a garage. And since we were all worked in the construction trade, we were able to work on it. It used to be an auto body shop. We turned it into a theater. And we didn't charge admission because of the neighborhood we were in. We were there for them. Maybe not for them, but we were there with them. And anything we did, they were welcome to be a part of. So we didn't charge admission to our plays. Which was tough. We all had to chip in to pay the rent on the space. And we did. We all chipped in from our day jobs to pay for the space to put on the shows for the neighborhood so that we didn't have to charge them. We didn't want to charge them. And we didn't. So back to the circling back for seemingly random purposes. I started this podcast and I, and I really appreciate you for listening to me. I really appreciate you. I, I don't know who you are. I don't know who any of you are because you don't reach out to me, but I, I wish you would, because I, I, I would reach back. It's all about reaching out and reaching back, isn't it? Isn't it all about communication? So communicate, and I'll communicate, and let's communicate. I don't know who you are. I appreciate you 
you though because I know there's 25 countries that have listened into this and I want to say I appreciate you in your language, in all your languages, I appreciate you. I really do. And God bless you. And please wear a mask. Wear a mask. Just do it. Love your neighbor and wear a mask. Those are the only two things I'm asking. But I started this podcast. I wanted to sound the alarm because one day I was thinking about my country and reading and just, I was at dictionary.com and I was just typing in different words to learn their meanings. And I typed in the word fascism. And this is what came up. A governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry and commerce, emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and often racism. And I, and I read that and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's us. That's us. That's who we are. That is who is in the White House right now. This is representative of our White House. And I was smoking weed because I... I have a medical marijuana card, and since I've had that card, I haven't run out of weed, which is a very good thing because it's medical. So as I was reading that, I was like, yeah, that's us, that's us, that's us. What what am I reading? What am I? The definition of fascism. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean that's us? That's when I sounded the alarm. That's when I sounded the alarm. That's us. We're fascists. We are fascists. This is a fascist White House. That was a fascist White House. God damn it. It sure was. That was season one, and I did that until the election, because after the election happened, I could sense here in America that the election was well-run, safe, and open to all. And if I felt that, I knew that the Grand Wizard of the Republican Party would not win, and he did not win. And I never for once doubted that he would leave, because he'd lost. Joe 
Biden beat you like a drum. You want to act like it was close, but it was not close. All of you people who want to act like it was stolen, stolen by a few votes. No, it wasn't even close, bitches. It wasn't even close. Come on, seven million more people voted for someone else other than your guy. Seven million people. Not one percent, not half of one percent, not a quarter of one percent, not two percent, not three percent, not four, well, four percent. Four percent is what, four percentage points is what he was beaten by, and he was beaten like a drum. Just like Joe said he would do. And just like Joe said that was the reason why he went to Ukraine and Russia looking for help to beat him so long ago. Cheating, cheating and cheating. We all know he cheated in 2016. We know. And we watched him try and cheat in 2020. We watched. We watched. He announced that he was going to try and cheat. He said, if I lose, I'm going down to the courts the next day to change it. Because if I lose, what do he say? If he loses, it's, it's a fraud. That's the oldest fascist playbook there is. And I call... Season two. This is season two. Season two is the transition. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> the transition from treason. And when you have a fascist president, you are loaded with treason. So it's not a transition of power. It's a transition. I wish it was a transition of power. But he never had any power. It's a transition from treason because he sure committed treason and he sure tried to make our Department of Justice, his Department of Justice, our Department of... He tried to make everything his. You know what I'm getting at. Our security, our safety, our money. He took it all. And the Democrats watched, which is why this podcast is called Wherefore Art Thou, O Democrats? Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, O Romeo? Democrats, Democrats, wherefore art thou, O Democrats? You sat and watched for four years while he got into a an abusive relationship with the American people, with us. You watched while he abused us. He lied to us every fucking day. He gaslit us. He made us think one thing. He made us think this this pandemic was going to pass. 
This fucker's not gonna pass. You have to, you have to work and win. He just acted like it was gonna pass. And do you know why he did that? Do you know why he did that? Because it was killing black people. Because it was killing poor people. He doesn't give a fuck. He, his original plan, I swear to fucking God, his original plan was just to let it kill as many people as it could. As long as it didn't kill him, he could proclaim himself king after that. He was just going to ride it. I swear to God, he was just going to ride it and let it kill as many of us as it will. That's the Republicans. That's the platform. That's Trump's platform. All right, well, I'm going to take a break. And a word from my sponsor, my once again lone sponsor is Anchor because... I had some other sponsors prior to the election, but they were only needed during the election. God bless them. I was happy to help them. They were all about getting people out to vote, and I was really, really happy to have them as a part of my podcast. But they they did their job. God bless them. So they are no longer my sponsors. My sole sponsor, once again, is Anchor. So you have to listen to another ad from Anchor and... Don't feel bad because Anchor's really good. It's a good platform. It's free. So take a moment to listen to my sponsor, if you will. And while you're doing that, just reflect and help a brother out and pass the pod, this podcast on to someone who gives a fuck or someone who doesn't give a fuck. Just pass it on and hit like or subscribe or do something to keep it going because it's not easy. It's not easy keeping it going and sounding the alarm. I don't know if I'm needed. I don't know. I just know when the overflowing from the overflowing of the heart, the mouth speaketh and my mouth speaketh and I appreciate you and I thank you. But it's time for a word from my sponsors. Thanks for coming back. This is sounding the alarm. I want you to take a brief moment and just think about what we've done to the black people of our country. From slavery. Then we promised them freedom if they fought for the union. The union. If they fought for unity. I was raised in... Middletown, America. I was raised to love my neighbor, not my white neighbor, my neighbor. And my parents raised me to believe in... My parents taught me to care about social injustice. And I believe that if you love your neighbor, 
if you truly love your neighbor, you care about social injustice. And if you can't care about social injustice, and you can't care or love thy neighbor, then don't get in the way, okay? Please, please, please let it be. Thank you for sticking with me, sounding the alarm, 
I'm a voice from the heartland, and you've been with me, and thanks for sticking with me. Songs from the movie Hair today. I was living in Singapore when this movie was popular, and my mom was blasting this soundtrack for days and days and days. All I ever heard was Hair, the song Hair. And eventually I ended up having long hair because mom wouldn't cut it because she said it looked good. But not on a boy of eight. So thanks for sticking with me. This is sounding the alarm and that's what I'm trying to do even with my soothing monotone voice. I'm trying to sound the alarm for these Democrats to wake the fuck up. Do you know how to brand anyone? No, you don't, because you would have won some Senate seats if you knew how to brand some Republicans with Trump. But apparently, you don't know how to do that, because you didn't try to do that, and you didn't win any Senate seats. Because no one connected any of these Republican senators with Trump. No one connected their racism with his racism because you didn't make the connections. Democrats, wherefore art thou? Jesus, fucking get your shit together and wake up. Do you know how to brand someone? Do you know how to stand up for us? You can't. You can't stand up without precedent, and I'm sick of it, you weak motherfuckers. I'll tell you how to make precedent. I'll tell you. Listen to me. Stand up for us. Be loud. And be loud often. And when we get behind you, you will make precedent. Trust me. When the will of the people gets behind your loud idea, precedent gets made. But if you don't come out with a loud idea, if you don't say it loud and you don't say it often, we're not going to come. We're not going to follow. We don't, we don't follow a, a one-time thing. You got to say it more than once. You got to say it more than twice. You got to say it more than three times. You got to say it more than four times. You got to say it, say it and say it and say it loud and we will come. People will respond. But you don't. You say it once. You say it. You don't even say it loud. You say it once. Like a lecturer. Like someone reading a book at a book signing. That's how you say it. You say it like a professor. Say it like a patriot. Stick up for us. Tell those fucking people you're sorry that that bozo lied to them. Tell those fucking People who stormed the fucking Capitol, I'm sorry. Your leader who said he was going to come with you, he didn't come. He didn't show. He blew you off. He don't give a fuck about you either. We knew he didn't give a fuck about us. You didn't know he didn't give a fuck about you. But now you know, all of you QAnon people, you know he don't give a fuck about you. He don't give a fuck about you. He's just dealing for himself. Democrats, Joe, apologize to those people who stormed the Capitol. Say, hey, I'm sorry that the guy you thought was behind you is not behind you. He said he was going to walk with you, didn't he? Didn't he say, I'm walking with you? He didn't. He hid. We knew he was a coward. 
We knew he was a bigoted, racist coward, and now you know he's a bigoted, racist coward. Now you know he doesn't give a fuck about you, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry he lied to you then. I'm sorry he lied to you before that. <coughs> I'm sorry he lied to you tens of thousands of times, America, Republican voters. I'm sorry. He made you think he was a part of the Republican Party. He is not. He is a part of the Trump Party. I'm sorry, Republican voters. You thought you had a guy. You thought you had a strong guy. No, he lied. He lied every time. I'm sorry. He took this office, this White House office, and he abused it. He desecrated it. He shit on it. And he used it to fuck you in the ass. He did. And Joe, stick up for everyone. You want to be president to all people? Then stick up for these Trump voters who are now starting to learn. Their guy's a fraud. Their guy's a fraud. Apologize. Tell them. Show some empathy. Say, I'm sorry your guy's a fraud. I know. He could have walked in the Capitol building and you would have parted like the Red Sea. That's what they wanted. They thought their, their hero was going to be there. He didn't, he didn't go. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He lied to them. And I'm sorry he lied to you fucking rednecks. I'm sorry he lied to you white supremacists. But he did. Because ultimately, white supremacists, he doesn't give a fuck about you. He doesn't give a fuck about your plight. He doesn't give a fuck about white supremacy. He doesn't give a fuck about anyone but himself. And he's a fucking prick. And I hope he rots in jail. So I would say, Joe, get visceral. You can't get mad because you out Capra everywhere. You're like Frank Capra in the Senate. You don't seem to get mad, but try and stick up for us. Stick up for us. Then maybe you'll get mad at what he's done to us. We have a multicultural democracy. And it can be the most beautiful thing on the planet. We have the greatest doctors on the planet. And they are going to get us through this pandemic. Listen to them. And we will get through it. We have the best doctors in the world. Why? Because they're free to think outside the box. They're free to think beyond their own DNA, because we're not limiting them, because this is a free country, because this is a country when we're all for one and one for all, we're unbeatable, we're unfucking beatable we will have the best vaccine that there is, we will have a vaccine that takes care of any any variant of COVID because we have the best fucking doctors in the world 
Everyone's going to want our vaccine. <coughs> Just have faith. Have faith in our doctors. Have faith in our country. Joe, come out and tell people. That's what people are dying for. They're dying to feel pride. Tell us. Tell us. We got the greatest doctors in the world. We're going to lick COVID's ass. And then everyone in the world is going to need our help. And, and everything is going to be okay. Eventually. Because we do have the best doctors. Even if you can't prove it, bet on it, Joe. Bet on us. Bet on our American doctors. Bet on our health care system. Make us feel good. Make us feel like we're going to be okay. That's what the previous asshole was good at. Making us feel like, you know, America was the best. Now's your turn, Joe. Make us feel like we got the best doctors, because we do. Make us feel like we're going to get out of this pandemic because of them. Because of them. And it's true. Because of them, we will get out of this. We have the best doctors in the world. When our, our CDC and World Health Organization is working the way we expect it to work, we're the best. We got the best doctors. We'll have the best vaccine. We'll have the best plan. If people just fucking do their part. You got to do your part, people. You got to wear your mask until this fucking thing is declared over. It's a pain in the ass, but big deal. A lot of things are pain in the ass. Waiting in line at the DMV is a pain in the ass and you do it. Because you need your license. You need your health. So wear the fucking mask. You need your mother. You need your wife. You need your child. Wear a mask. Protect them. Okay? God bless you. And God bless America when we get our shit together. When we're one nation under one flag, we are a multicultural beauty. Stronger than any nation. I appreciate you wherever you are. And I hope for your well-being and your safety wherever you are. Take care of yourself and love thy neighbor and care about social injustice. And I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much. If, if you want to get in touch with me, email me, pspencer058 at yahoo.com. I welcome it. And I appreciate you, wherever you are in the world, you're loved, you're needed, you're valuable. Love your neighbor. God bless you. Stay safe and wear a mask. This is sounding the alarm. I'm just a voice raised in the heartland, living in the nation's capital. I'm flawed, but I love this country, and I love my neighbor, and I 
love this planet and I want you all to thrive. And for those who don't have a family, thrive with your neighbor. Love your neighbor. And God bless you all. Ooh, I'm back. I just realized I could start right back up. I forgot. Me bitching about the Democrats one more time. How lame they are at branding. Look, how are you going to transition from treason without using the word traitor? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Use the word. There are some traitors out there. There are some traitors in there. Josh Howley is a traitor. Ted Cruz is a traitor. Donald Trump is a traitor. Marjorie, whatever the fuck, Green is a traitor. These traitors need to be called out. Just like the big lie. This is branding. He has lied so much, this neon god, grand wizard they made, he has lied so much that I don't want to see his picture without the words, the big lie. I don't ever, if you want to brand somebody, you show his picture over and over with the words, the big lie. Because he is a fraud. He is the big lie. Everything. He lied so much. He lied so much that he is the lie. That's how you brand someone, Democrats. You don't call him Senator Howley. You call him Traitor Howley. You don't call him Senator Cruz. You call him Traitor Cruz. People respond when they hear the same thing. Oh, if you do it over and over, it will sink into us. But you don't. You don't. You think, I can just say it once in my lecture and everyone will get it. Well, enjoy your book tour, dumbass. That's not how it works. You need to say it over and over and over again like you're a fucking patriot. Like you give a fuck about this country. Like you care so much you can't shut up about this country and the traitors that are trying to overtake it. The traitors that are trying to sink into our government. The traitors that are trying to lay a path for coups and fascists and greed. Capitalism is racist. Capitalism is greed. Maybe we should rethink capitalism. No thanks to the fucking Brits. The fucking Brits, they started capitalism, capitalism and slavery on this continent in our homeland. So fuck them. They are not allies. 
we should rethink and we should maybe make them pay reparations. Maybe the Brits should contribute to that since they sure as fuck contributed to everything else. Colonizing bitches. Okay, and, and the impeachment that's coming up. Please, Democrats, please don't be lame like you were in the first one. Don't be lame. We are not... We don't have a vote. Don't make the case to us. We don't vote. Those fucking senators vote. Make the case to them. Tell them. Aren't you tired of cowering to a racist bigot? He's not even in the in the office anymore. Why are you cowering? Why are, why do you think it might even be okay to let this kind of behavior go unpunished? Why would you think that it's okay for someone in the White House to levy war against its own nation, against its own capital on, on their way out, to try and overtake the government on their way out. Because there's no, there's no, if you can't impeach a president after he's out of office, then there's no reason not to wage war on your way out. If you don't nip this fucking shit in the butt, we are fucked as a nation. These Republicans better come around to convict. Otherwise, we're screwed. We're screwed. I appreciate you, Joe. I appreciate the spirit of bipartisanship you're trying. But you need to start throwing words around like traitor and white supremacist and white nationalist Republicans. Maybe they should change the name of their party. Maybe they should. Joe, maybe you should mention that. Maybe they should be the white nationalist Republican Party. And if they take offense to that, then ask them to denounce white supremacy. Please don't fuck up the impeachment. The first impeachment, you made the case to us, and then you made the closing arguments to us, and instead of making them to the senators, these are the guys voting. Close the case on them. Tell them. Vote for the Constitution. Don't vote for a former wannabe fascist who tried a coup. He levied war against his own capital. Come on, come on, people. If you don't vote to convict, you're aiding and abetting a traitor, i.e. you're a traitor, and you have violated your oath of office. God, I want there to be a punishment for violating your oath of office. You take an oath of office. 
When you violate that oath, what's the punishment? Why is there no punishment? Because that just enables you to fuck us in the ass and walk away. You we need, we need a punishment for violating your oath of office. We need some sort of structure to determine when an oath of office is violated. We, the people, need a voice, a stronger, more direct voice to our elected officials who do not live up to our Constitution. We need a tool. The people need a tool in our arsenal other than an election. We need another tool to evict bad seeds. We need an immediate course for unprecedented times. All right, maybe I'm... Am I babbling? Did I tell you I appreciate you? I know. I've got this monotone voice, kind of soothing, and I keep talking about sounding the alarm, and I'm not sounding shit. Ain't no one, no one's really listening to me, but it's not about me. I'm just doing what I was raised to do, which is to care about social injustice and love my neighbor. And the fact that I need to give voice to my vote is probably just my Italian DNA. But I appreciate you for listening and putting up with my unscripted babble I wish I was better at it. I wish I was I wish I had a script. I wish I had an assistant. I wish a lot of things, but it's just me and it's you. And what are we going to do? We're going to talk and listen and make for a better, more perfect union. Okay? It's all about the preamble to the Constitution. That's what they sold us. That's what they sold us. And we bought it. And I'm happy to buy it. But I want it. I want what I paid for. I want a more perfect union. All right. Um, I'm out of time. And I, I super appreciate you. I really do. And I thank you for listening to me. And I hope you hit like. Or I hope you liked it. I hope you hit share. Or subscribe. Or donate. Or something. Or email me. Or something. And open up the... Uh, Open up the line of communication and let's 
Let's transition out of treason. Let's do it. All right. Take good care of yourself and your family. And I'll see you next time. Okay? This is Sounding the Alarm. My name's Paul. I appreciate you wherever you are. Put on your mask before you go out. And take care. God bless.